And we are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am one of your co-hosts, Blake Rafino. A congested, very congested. Kids back in school only means one thing for parents, Joe. You're mm -hmm. not a parent yet. Do you know what that means? Means I don't get sick as often as you do. Not get sick. I am uh, congested, Blake Rafino, but my co-host Joe Damion. Good evening, good sir. I can, I honestly can't even remember the last time I got sick. I, I work fully rem well, but also I work fully remotely now, so I don't really come in contact with enough people that I think that that happens. I I mean I don't envy you. I, I, I that absolutely sucks because kids are just I'm remotely walking. Too. I'm remotely too, but they, you yeah, know. but you've got a child who's probably touching everything and anything at school and just carrying that. Yeah. Girl, trail you know, of germs. You know what this means? Girls have cooties. <laughs> I mean, we're just confirming it through childhood. Girls it, have cooties. That's it. Is that your way of saying that, you know, you know, Ben's got lots of girls hanging around him. Is that what you're trying to uh, say? He, <laughs> um, he has, actually does believe it or not. He he's got many, uh, and not not only that, he he goes to school in a different area code. So I tell all my buddies got hoes in different area codes. <laughs> Jesus you know, so <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just the truth. But that's not what we're here yeah. to talk about today. Because um, Ben might have women problems, but here's the truth: they're not better than the ones that Florida has with Jaden Rashada investigation. Looks like they're getting investigated for this NIL thing, Joe. Yeah, we uh, kind of got late news with this one it, it dropped on friday missed our our typical cycle of of when we would have talked about it because we had so much to cover yesterday it, this is pretty serious and i think that it's a little telling on how florida is trying to handle their coaching situation without having to pay billy napier we'll, we'll end up getting to this and my thoughts on this but i'm not shocked that this suddenly is starting to gain a little bit of steam going into billy's last season as we've kind of highlighted it well i do think that it's a normal cycle of things you know in, in reference to the investigation part of it because i mean look Joe, right this, this happened about a year ago it's taken about a year to really come to light i think they were investigating it okay you know getting a, a lot of things because look the ncaa when they say they investigate they're starting to investigate something they've already been doing it so yeah my point in in all of this is is that look and we'll talk about it, but I do think you bring up an interesting point. Basically, what you're trying to say is is this is coming out? Is Billy Napier are they going to fire him with cause? You know, um, so look, I, I don't believe that it's there. I don't think Billy's smart enough to have those conversations. I don't think Billy comes off to me as someone who wants to have those kinds of conversations. Maybe someone in their collective did. But I, I, I I'm gonna use the twenty foot, a uh, twenty foot high approach on Florida, uh -huh. okay? Because look, there's one fan base, and Joe, you could talk on this because you clipped the videos. We don't talk enough about Florida, and, and, and you know what's crazy, what Joe? Stink. Well, here's the crazy part in that. In my lifetime, they've had Steve Spurrier, they've had Urban Meyer. They are historically. A nine and three friend, or nine and three team, and when they're a dynasty with Spurrier and Urban, they're always winning. Uh, my point is, is like Florida's the school that you you know that if the right person got there, it would skyrocket. If Lane Kiffin went to Florida, watch out, Girl Scout, because here comes the Gators. All I'm saying is, Joe, I'm going to take the twenty foot thousand approach because of I think that they have a sleeping giant. Like, I, I know that they do. My lifetime has told me that they do if they can hire the right guy there. So we'll talk yeah. about 
uh, uh, Florida as well. Joe, the hot topic of the day, believe it or not, has been another SEC team, though. Alabama seems like everybody wants to get their feel pause of them. Cream pies, Nick Saban. What? None Hold of that on. was necessary. Not a single thing you just said there Hold was on. necessary for you to to. All to I envision. Did you watch the Eli Manning back to college series on ESPN? Uh, I did. Uh, Do you remember when Nick and them were sitting on his back porch at the lake, and then he said, "He goes, Coach. You know, I, I ask everybody this: What does Coach Saban eat for breakfast every morning?" He goes, "A cup of coffee and two oatmeal cream pies." Okay, mm-hmm. and so. That's where the joke came from. All right, all right I get that part. I, In but, reference to Alabama, uh, Joe, they're getting Kalen DeBoer's getting flamed for bringing in three stars from the Pac-12. Is the Pac-12 hitting Alabama? Yeah, this is uh, it, it's it's pretty hilarious that this is the the turnaround here for the roster building for Alabama. That he's he's plucking a bunch of kids from his old roster. There's one guy in particular that I want to really focus on. You're talking the, about Muhammad. The corner? No, no, no. I'm talking about um, Austin Mack, who's the quarterback, oh, the quarterback that they brought in, yeah. the quarterback recruit, because the kid's talented, but it scared away Julian Sayan, most likely. We, we don't know the full story there, but to go and bring in your freshman quarterback when you already got a couple of young guys on the roster, it, it was kind of a dumb move to, to accept that kid and to bring him in when you had a kid who's more talented. Mack is a good football player. I'm going to break that down when we when we get to this topic, but it's just really, I don't know, really weird approach. I, it feels like Kalen DeBoer didn't really think a lot of things through, which might come back to bite him in the ass. I, I I disagree with that. I know what you're saying, and on the surface, I think that's what he wants you to believe. You know what I really think he's doing? What? I think he's trying to take dominance over his now his program. I think he I think he's trying to beat his chest a little bit too much, okay, and, and, and saying because – Joe, let me ask you this question. The okay. kid had the number one player in almost pro- arguably the number one player in the country in Julian Sane. Yeah. Right? Like there are debates about him. This kid went and brought in Austin, brought in Mac. Uh, what? Four stars a talented player. He's a four but star, he's, but he's not Julian Sane. But he's not Julian Sane. My my point is, is I think when you take over for a Saban, you gotta be you know, like this is the jungle, man. You gotta go full. Gorilla, gorilla mode in reference to this is my territory. You know, when a lion goes amongst the pastures to protect his pride. My point is, I think he's doing, I think, he, you know what he's doing? Mm-hmm. Exactly what Brian Harson did. Dude. Almost, almost to a T. And nobody, and Bama fans are like, that didn't happen. And then I see Auburn fans going under their tweets and saying, yeah, it did. And showing exactly how it being laid out. My, my, my only point is, my only point is we'll talk about Alabama mm. and are they becoming a Pac-12 team? Well, do, 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 you think he, do you think he walked into the meeting room and said that he's bringing his Louie with him? Do you think he, do you think he I, said I, that? I, no, I think he went white man version from Seattle. I think he said, I'm bringing my mayo with me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> White people like mayo. You're on. You're on one today. This today with these <laughs> these quotes. I, am I wrong? Christ. White people. White people uh, like mayonnaise. No, I know. I know what you're saying. I'm. My point is, is though it's you know it's the it, it's it's not like what what Coach Prime did. Um, 
but in a way, yeah, I kind of get what you're saying. He's trying to establish, like, I'm bringing my guys with me. I'm bringing dudes in. Like, I'm trying to, like, no one's job is safe if you think that just because you were here means you were safe. But it's a good point. But does that strategy work out? No. <laughs> right. Especially in the state of Alabama. I, I know. Kalen DeBoer, again. I made the quote that's going. I'm making the rounds now. By the way, we're our, our my clip about calling him the Coca-Cola version of Brian Harson. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is a- at least right now. He's doing a lot of the same moves, bringing in West Coast kids that don't have any business playing in the SEC. Maybe so. So you can't bring a 260 pound offensive lineman in the SEC. No, not uh, uh, right? Absolutely not. Okay, that's what they did. So again, especially there. Especially there. <laughs> Antoine Johnson says, you a fool for that. But it, it, <laughs> it, it's true. It's true. White people like mayonnaise. Jo- Joe, do you put mayonnaise on your sandwich? I don't. No. I'm Italian. I don't I don't yeah, like mayo. Italians don't really. No, f- we don't, f- we don't mess with mayo. Yeah, no. Yeah. Now give me a thousand island. Mamma mia. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling this is going to be a really good show. It's going to be a really good show. You know why? Yeah, the energy is completely different than yesterday where we were screaming at each other. I think that was one of our best shows, no, by the way. I'm in goofy mode today. Yeah, which is surprising. Uh, goofy Blake is the best Blake. I think Mad Blake's the best Blake, but again, I don't, I don't know if everyone... Oh, well, you're going to do that anywhere. It's some, <laughs> I mean... You're yeah, I'll piss you off at some point. Just wait. <laughs> probably it's going to be on our third segment and final segment as we wrap up here, Joe, The big our Big Ten predictions. Look, we're just doing this in the beginning because, look, the truth is, and I'll give you credit on this, you picked Washington in January of last year to make the national championship. You said that you thought they could be a team. So, look, we could talk about a potential national champion here tonight. We'll do that. Uh, yep. in the Big Ten. Joe, let's waste no time. Let's talk about our good friends over at betonline.ag. If you're on Facebook, do us a favor. Joe, again, these people on Facebook sharing it in the SEC. We're, we made the Big Ten group. 20,000 followers in this this Big Ten group. It was crazy. Another one with 80. They're arguing back and forth about our Ohio State takes. You know, this craziness. Wait, where me. was this? Wait, where was this? The Big Ten group. They're like groups on Facebook. They were arguing back and forth. How did you, know, wait, how did you find out? Because I shared it in there. Oh, <laughs> I was like, wait, how did we end up there? So you did. And, that. And you my caption was like, oh, Ohio State fans don't want to listen to this. And by God, they were going after it. Michigan <laughs> and Ohio State fans in the in the comments going crazy uh, here today. Do us a favor. You're on Facebook. Do the same thing. If you're a Florida fan, you're going to want to stick around. You're watching us, listening to us. Yes, I say listen because you can if you have premium. I, I found this out this week. You can turn your phone off if you have YouTube premium and the audio still plays. So, with all that being said, if you're listening to us, you can't watch us. We're on you're on YouTube Premium. You can uh, uh, listen to us there. Hit the subscribe button and notification bell. If you're watching on Caffeine TV, you beautiful people over at Caffeine, I want to give you a big old smooch. All right, if you wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. All right, I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> Let's talk about good friends over at BetOnline.ag. We're back in just a moment next. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live 
in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. We're back. Texas isn't. Joe, let me start off this segment that we're about to talk about with Florida. Give me two claps and Ric Flair if you do not pay or if you violated NIL guidelines with Jaden Rashada. Give me two claps and a Ric Flair if you broke NIL rules at Florida trying to get Julian uh, or Jaden Rashada to Florida. Do you want me to do? Do you want me to clap and do the? Do I the mean, Rick give Flair? me your best Ric Flair impression because that is exactly no, what Florida is being investigated on here. Joe broke over the weekend. Um, look, just an investigation. It appears about their recruitment of Jaden Rashada, the contract uh, uh, that they allegedly put in front of him. Mm-hmm. Joe, why do I feel like this is coming from J- the Jaden Rashada camp and more than the NCAA poking around? Like, why do I feel like this just doesn't – this feels to me like are they going to try to sue for some legal action behind all of this? I I don't think that necessarily that this is going to lead – I don't really think it's necessarily Rashada. I, I think that because this was such a – the NCAA has to do something about this because it was so publicly front-facing. It, this was so highly covered. This was covered by every major outlet – in full detail, breaking down everything that was happening, the inability to reach an agreement and to also fulfill the requirements of what was offered to him. All of this was talked about. We knew what happened. We knew that he wasn't given what he was promised, and that was why he asked out of his NLI, and that was why he ended up at Arizona State. Probably better for him than to be in that toxic situation. The handling of this was clearly not legally and ethically done by Florida. And that was what led to the problems that we're currently at. I know Florida fans probably are going to come out and say, you know, that's much BS. We didn't do anything wrong. But they have, over the past year, gotten in trouble for handlings of NIL. One of the other examples, too, is I believe it was Gervion Dexter. uh, There was a story published that really didn't get covered a lot, that apparently he signed an NIL deal without reading all the way through it that promised the collective portions of his NFL contract which is bullshit. That's completely ridiculous bullshit. Right. I, I wonder I wonder if all of this is tied together, their handlings, the way that they're trying to manipulate and take advantage of these kids. Um, it's not great. I'm not putting any of this on Billy because I don't know his level of involvement, but it's not great. And I'm worried about this timeline here on how it's going to affect his uh, you know, potential final year at Florida. You brought up the point that I was going to bring up in reference to Dexter because not a lot of people talked about it. It was five years of his next future earnings and remember had to sue to get out of it. Yeah, That's a really good point that you brought up there that not a lot of people will remember. I I, I do bring up one point that I want to uh, 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 say because I, I, I should have said it on our last show on Sunday but didn't. Okay. Joe, every time all right, we have a scandal of cheating. I, the, the big topic that I always hear, Will, is, well, everybody's doing it. Well, everybody's doing it. 
that's that's such a lazy excuse because just because everybody else is doing it, everybody else breaks the law, speeding, okay? But it's the person that gets caught, all right, that was blatantly out there doing it. My point in all this with Florida is this is the second time you've had an NIL issue, mm. okay? So now I have to take it, Joe, for me, at the 20,000-foot approach. Here's why. Because why Billy on the field can be one thing. Like Billy on the field, the chaos that's on the field, the special teams issues that they had this year. Joe, remember in week one when they had to go up against Utah and they had the same yeah. players with the same number? Yep. It's one thing for Billy to have that on the field. It's something completely different when you're having issues in NIL. When day, when Billy doesn't really have all of the – Billy says, hey, I need $150,000. He's not writing the contracts. He's not the one, the booster or the guy running their NIL or collective that's doing all this kind of stuff. Florida has an issue, in my opinion, from an ath entire athletic department. And my this the way that I look at it, Joe. This is multiple times that the same AD has hired coaches that are looking like they're going to be fired. Now they renovated their baseball stadium. They have money. Their baseball school was in the national championship this year. Like Florida to me, Joe. When I was growing up, in a place that I think it always can be, it's the biggest sleeping giant in college football. It literally is like Joe. If Lane Kiffin went to Florida, what's about to happen? Because I think you and I both know what's definitely about to happen is Florida's about to skyrocket to the moon. I just think that they've had so many bad things on the field. They, the way that they're constructed, their athletic department is running things. It, it's not good enough. Now, I know that they have, that a lot of people in their fan base want to fire their AD, specifically the way that he's handled some of the coaching hirings and firings in football. Joe, I, I, I just have to admit, they hired Billy Napier too soon. They thought LSU was going after him because Glenn Gilbo wrote, wrote something in uh, the out, an outkick saying, here comes Billy Napier and LSU, and they and they got scared. Florida can be so much more, man. And, and when I grew up and I remember the Steve Spurrier, Urban Meyer days, I remember teams that were absolutely ruthless. Any good coach gets that program football-wise – Screw this NIL thing because, Joe, you know what this really is going to come down to in the end? They're mm -hmm. going to pop Florida with what they just popped Florida State with. And who knows? You know, I think this is a little deeper because the Florida State allegation was that Alex Atkins drove a kid to a collective manager's house to get him money. That's a coach. Right. They, Billy Napier is not being investigated. This is an athletic department issue. Here – Here's my here's the biggest thing with me. I no matter Billy Napier's connection to the issue, and I, I said this in the open, uh, you know, alluding to this. Jeremy Pruitt was fired from Tennessee for cause, and they didn't have to pay him. And I, I'm starting to see a lot of similarities here, where we're, we've got an investigation coming, and if there's enough proof that. It's clear that he had some sort of involvement and that Florida's probably going to comply with any requirements and, heck, are probably going to be overly generous in sharing what they need to give to the NCAA so that it makes it easier to fire Billy Napier. 
that you're absolutely right. Everything you've just talked about here that Florida has the capability to be as good as an LSU, to be as good as an Alabama. They have had dynasty runs. They're, they can be as good as a Georgia with the right head coach. And they made too early of a hire on Billy Napier. It is not the same era anymore where you can hire a G5 guy to work out in the SEC right away. That shit does not work. It was a bad hire from the jump. And while there might be some time for him to turn around, it's too late. The best thing for them to do here is you fire him, you don't have to pay him shit. And the money that you save allows you to go hire somebody better. And what happened in Tennessee's case, they fired Jeremy Pruitt, hired Josh Heupel, who would have been a highly sought after head coach on the market, and they were able to spend that money there. Can I tell you something? What? I don't think Florida has the, the – if Florida fires Billy Napier with cause, for cause, uh-huh. I I will come on this show, unless it's proven that he's blatantly guilty, I'll, I'll retract anything that I'm about to say. That That's a human being that you're doing that to. Just because he's sucking on the field, you because you're literally putting future jobs on the line for himself. Hold on, hold on, please let me land here. You're putting Joe, he could you mean to tell me that that Kirby, because they've worked on the same staff, Kirby wouldn't make him an analyst? Yeah. Uh, he can't do that if you're gonna try to set this guy up for something he may or may not have had conversations in. Like, let me give an example. Whoa, whoa, wait, okay. Let me, okay. Hold on, let me, give, an exa- let me give an example. Did they really catch Harbaugh really actually himself doing anything? Because let me tell you how inner workings of coaching works. I promise you this. Now, it all always falls under the head coach. I'm not saying that. Joe, you know the coaches that we talk to on a day-in, day-out basis. Uh-huh. And I, I just telling you how athletic departments run. There are a lot of times the head coach has no, like, especially like a Harbaugh, has any idea what his recruiting staff or lower staff in his department is doing. He, 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 he can't. There's too much to deal with in today's game. I mean, he's having a conversation with a kid about NIL and starting time. How does he know all the time what Connor Stallions is doing? Now, I think he knew, okay, because of the play sheet and all that kind of stuff. That's not what I'm saying. It's funny when people are – are, 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 are investigated for stuff, and all of a sudden it's saying fire for cause. Look what Harbaugh's trying to put in his contract. These Florida has – don't be petty is what I'm trying to say. Don't be petty into the sense of you made the bad hire. You were, your collective was the one that was out here working the numbers. Now, Joe, you know what's going to be ironic? Okay. What if it – all this reporting and shit, what if it was all fake? What if that number ain't – is bullshit. I, I, okay. I, first of all, I doubt that. I doubt that, the, that it was fake because there's, there's no way this was all covered so tightly. This was all covered Not for the home. longest time by like every major sports media outlet. Yeah. I, let me tell you something. This wasn't look, I, mean, I hear, I hear plenty of rumors. We all, we all hear plenty of rumors that we don't talk about on this show about things that happen. I'll make you a twenty. That shit bet. was public. I'll make you a twenty dollar bet right now. It's not thirteen million. I, it doesn't matter what the amount is. Look, at the end of the day, I understand okay. what you're trying to say. I understand what you're saying here with 
it's it's kind of slimy for Florida to do that. But I'm willing to bet with the top quarterback recruit in your class that is important for changing the trajectory of your program. If Jane Rashada ended up at Florida, it saves his damn job. If, if Jane Rashada suited up and played a little bit this year, like we got to see him at Arizona State, that buys him another year. Because then you get then then you can at least kind of say, well, look, we got this really talented kid who's about to be a junior in, in two uh, years. And still, if, if I mean, he's more physically gifted than Graham. He, he's more gifted than Graham Mertz. He's a very, very talented young man. And they missed out on him. He knew he, if there was any findings of anything happening, he knew. He had to have been a part of these conversations going after the most important position, the most important I player in his that. recruiting I class. I agree with that. So I, I don't think that there's any if if Florida is if the NIL collective is found guilty, there is zero chance that Billy Napier is not involved in this to some extent. Allegedly, we we got to do the the Pat McAfee here. We have to say allegedly. You know, we can't can't fully commit to just saying something. But allegedly, he would he would have to be involved in it to some extent because that is an important. This isn't. A low four-star offensive lineman. This isn't a three-star linebacker. This is a five-star quarterback that changes the trajectory of your program. He had to have been involved to some extent. I, and we also don't know I, the details. We, we I really agree of him knowing. Prove it that he knew. Well, that's my point. And we we don't have the details, so we don't really know yet. But I'd be willing to bet. I'm just going to get to to again my point. Okay. And my last thought on this, okay, Florida Florida has to get their shit together because when shit's when 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 stuff is popping there, when when everybody is aligned and lock stepping uh, lock stepping key, okay, Joe. Again, we know what they can be. We've seen what they can be. It's yeah. not a joke there, like. Oh, well, they got now technically four power five schools in Florida. Doesn't matter because when the Florida Gators are rolling, they're the team in Florida. Like, let's just be real because yeah. they've had too many dynasties since the 80s. Okay, when, when shit is going on there and it is right, it is right, okay? My whole thing is I, I, I'm not – screw the Jaden Rashada thing. You're you got to get number one a good a better AD in there. I know that they don't really care for him too much, and then get lockstep and key with what you're going. If the if the Florida AD wants to go to A and M, let him do it. Let him do it. Okay. I I, I just look at this and see a, a team like Florida that could be so much more than they are right now. Joe, do you remember? Even though I thought the uh, the the Florida documentary that came out during the summer was going to be more about Aaron Hernandez and that whole scandal, the way that they marketed it, even watching it though, just the documentary in and of itself was good in the sense of, bro, look at the intensity and the insanity of what those teams went in under yeah. Urban. That was insane. I, I I just look at this and say, man, you got to get back right. You, you got to start stop stop making bad moves. They gotta yeah. I think that's the biggest key here. And once Billy Napier does get fired for either this nil related issue or for performance on the field, 
whatever ends up happening, we're going to end up spending a lot of time talking about this. Oh, but it, the it, next tire has to – it can't be a Billy Napier hire. You can't pull this shit. And no I, I, I feel like Dan Mullen was what they wanted and hoped it could have been, didn't end up working out. But they got to go steal somebody from another SEC school. You know? They, they, well – Maybe they should try and still like Brent Venables if they can't get Lane Kiffin. No, no, no. There's only one person that you need to go after. Lane? Lane. What if you can't get Lane? What if he does this again? What if he turns him down again? Another I, big job I, again. I to, to tell you my mindset, and you know this a little bit about me, I, th- I think, okay? I don't – my brain doesn't comprehend that way. Like when people say, well, what if you don't get him? No, he was not even he was not even brought up in the Alabama job hold conversation. On. That's different. That's different. That's Bama and Bama and Florida is a different culture. Florida would Florida's Bama. culture, huh? He was at Bama. He's got more connections yeah, to under Bama. Nick, under Nick, he can't he can't be the head guy there. I, I, look, there's a different thing in the South that people don't get. Okay, but I, Joe, I'm just telling you. I've lived here my whole life. Lane can't go there. They got to do whatever it takes. If he wants $15 million, okay. Because, Joe, they are a program that Whoa, wait, wait. But as we've seen, as we've seen, though, Alabama just did this. You got to have multiple options because you're going to go down the list and you might end up on option four. That has nothing to do with Florida. Can I tell you why? why? Because nobody wanted to succeed Nick. And Florida can outbid Ole Miss. There's a difference going up Alabama versus Texas and getting Sark. There's a difference between going up against Alabama and Florida State, which are you seeing with the money that they are spending right now in the portal? Florida State is not a joke. Ole Miss cannot get the money that – Joe, they spent $42 million, actually two installments, so $84 million for a baseball stadium. In college baseball. I, I just don't think it's that cut and dry, simple to say no, Nick Saban's there, go get Nick Saban. No. I'll, or not say, sorry, Lane Kiffin, Lane Kiffin, sorry. Nick, Lane Kiffin's there, go get Lane Kiffin. Don't make it an option. Like in business, we, I'm not going to make it an option that they're not going to say yes. I mean, say no, excuse me. I don't know if it's that easy. Shit, you better go make it easy. Hey, before we move on, Okay. My grandpappy once told me something. You want to you want to hear it? What? What is it? Bullshit walks or money talks and bullshit walks. You pay the man enough money, he's gonna walk. Joe, he almost walked to Auburn. That's a tougher job. I just don't know if it's that cut and dry. I I really I don't. Am. You better find out how cut and dry it is. <laughs> uh don't get mad at me. I can't help it. All right. Speaking of Alabama, you want to talk on them? Yeah, let's do it. Joe, over the last, I guess, really 72 hours or since players have been from Washington have been committing to Alabama, a lot of Alabama fans out there having a fight in reference to, hey, man, is is Washington, are we, the, are we a new Pac-12 type of team with all these Pac-12 transfer portal guys? It has sparked a big debate. Joe, is is Kalen DeBoer already slipping and bringing some of these guys in from the portal? Not my, just my, not, I, know. Not, I don't believe that. I'm just, 
posing the question. I'm not buying into that bullshit. I think that this is okay. There's 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 a couple layers to this that has to be discussed. He's bringing in the best guys that he had at Washington, that were younger players that were able to enter the portal, that had the eligibility, the capability to to transfer to Alabama, and then eventually play in a couple of years. Yes, Parker Brailsford is 265 pounds. Is he going to eat a bunch of food in Alabama? Yes. Portal guy that they just got correct. Is he going to eat a shit ton of food in in Tuscaloosa and get up to 300 pounds? Yeah. Is he a former, you know, highly rated interior offensive lineman recruit? Yes, he was. That's fine. He's going to have to, with all the guys that he just lost, all the guys that he didn't recruit, we already talked about this, none of those kids were going to buy into his his deal that didn't know him and that weren't recruited by him. That's why so many kids left and entered the portal. He's got to mitigate some of that damage by bringing in some of his players from Washington. And a lot of those guys are now in the same situation at Washington that are saying, I didn't sign up to play for Jed Fish. I want to go play at Bama. I want to go play with, with Coach DeBoer. My bigger issue here, though, is by bringing in Austin Mack, I, I really hate this decision to bring in Austin Mack as quickly as he did. He was one of the first guys it felt like that had committed a six foot six, massive, big quarterback recruit, scaring away Julian Sand. I will say this Mack is a very talented recruit. He reminds me a lot of Michael Penix, the way that he plays. And I think that he fits this offense perfectly, but he's not Julian Sand. And Julian Sand has a lot of really rare physical tools that made him arguably the top quarterback recruit this past cycle. Some people had him over Dylan Raiola. On three, I believe, was one of those sites. He is a very gifted quarterback recruit, and they scared him away by bringing in another young kid. I just thought that that was short-sighted and dumb. It sounds like you're saying yes that they're becoming a Pac-12 team. You said in the beginning, no, not really, but now it feels like – it feels like you've just contradicted yourself. He's All not of, consistently going to to recruit the West and bring those kids in. It just happens <laughs> to be this one period of time. Are we sure about that? Sands from some from San Diego. Yeah, that, but that's a quarterback. Okay. I mean, he's brought in other kids from the West Coast that went to Seattle and went to Washington. He's bringing them into the SEC. He, he, can I tell you the massive problem here? I, and it's clear and cut as day that nobody can debate and argue. The better players are leaving, the players that aren't as good are entering. You're 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 losing to Caleb Downs, and you're trying to replace him with that. Like yeah. I, I get what I, I get that you know if you want players from your old school to come here, okay, okay, that, that that's fine. Hey, did uh, Brian Kelly bring over players from from Notre Dame to LSU, even though they had thirty nine scholarship players? Yes. No, he didn't. Uh, Logan Brand, Diggs. The punter. Logan brought, Diggs. Uh, no, you can't give him Logan Diggs because Logan Diggs is from here. All right, fair. All right. My only point in all of that is saying that you got a 260-pound offensive lineman in this conference does not work. I, I, it, it's going to continue to be the big elephant in the room with Kalen DeBoer. Look, you're just not going – I think Alabama fans, we've talked about this. You said it too. Alabama fans are going to have to temper themselves. 
Now, I know that they're getting in arguments. I know that they're fighting off Auburn fans all day because they're comparing it to the Coca-Cola version of Brian Harson. I see it all over my Twitter feed. Joe, they might be in a little trouble. They might be in a little trouble because I get that Austin Mack is a really good player, but to their standard, and I heard you talking about this on SEC Unfiltered this morning, by the way, they just, they're going to have to temper what, what's going on there, man. Like 100% because you are losing big time battles right now. You mean mm-hmm. to tell me that Caleb Downs, you mean to tell me Kalen DeBoer didn't try to keep Caleb Downs? And, 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 probably, and probably one, tried his best. So it'd be one thing if the kid went to Georgia. The kid went to Ohio State. It, you would say, you know, if he, the kid went to Georgia, you would have been like, yeah, okay. Well, I mean, that's Kirby. His DB coach is going there as a co-DC. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. He's from the state. He's from the state. You're losing him to Ohio State. I'm not saying they're not. Again, I I think they're a 9-3 type of program right now with the talent that they have there, okay? And I think that that is a very realistic expectation for them, okay, coming up into this next year. But you're just losing too many high-quality players. The biggest thing that you mentioned, though, that is the nail in the head on all of this, you can't bring in Austin Mack and, and lose on a Julian Sane because you're bringing in a kid from the portal on a visit, I might add. You're bringing him in. And what is Julian saying supposed to do? Like, hey, yeah. man, why are you bringing a kid in here? Like, what what, what what are you doing? Okay, they, without doing it, they ran him off. So whatever the comparison of Mac and Sane is going to be, because they're always, now, they're always going to be linked. They're always internally linked with, well, if DeBoer would have made this, you know, if he would have kept with Julian saying, uh-oh, you know, Alabama might be rolling right now. So there's so many different dynamics of this where I just don't know if DeBoer is making the right decisions here. You can't, again, can't bring in some of these guys. you got to recruit differently, right? Like, look, if you're going to play in the big – you brought this up with the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Some of the teams that play in the Pac-12, you're, you're going to have to adapt. Like, you're going to have to adapt to the Big Ten way of football. You can't just run off in there and think that you're just going to do whatever you want to. So you're bringing up a really good point here. And I think that this is the you know part of the angle that needs to be discussed. One of our biggest concerns with Kalen DeBoer coming in was talking about the recruiting. To expect him to hit the ground running in recruiting was extremely – it was very unrealistic. Unrealistic. It was, ve- right. it was very unrealistic for that to happen because he's just getting there. He's just setting up his big board, all of that stuff. But at the end of the day, what would have helped me feel optimistic – is if we started to see signs that he was building the team the right way. And I, I kind of get where you're where you're coming at here now, talking about this is a Pac-12 team. You're right. He's building this team with, with pieces that he had at Washington. And the way that he's building this team does not align with an SEC roster. It does the priority, not. The, the priority needs to be along the lines of scrimmage. It needs to be along the lines of scrimmage. We have said that a million times on this show where you need to recruit offensive linemen and defensive linemen. Nick Saban has prioritized that. Kirby Smart has prioritized that. The best teams in college football, and specifically the SEC, have prioritized that. In the Pac-12, like last year, didn't need that. 
He had two very good tackles. The interior offensive linemen were inconsistent, but it was all about space and pace, spread the field, air people out. Bringing that offensive system is fine, and that will work, and you'll be productive, but it won't last very long if you don't realize that your roster has to be constructed differently. They got to get some meat, man. I know that that sounds weird pause. to say. A massive pause. I They are getting pulled apart right now, and I know that there's not much for them to go after. I will feel more optimistic, as I've said already, if when that spring portal opens up in May when we're talking about them, if they can pull a couple offensive linemen, a couple defensive linemen, and by the time oh, that that period of time is in recruiting, I'm just saying, game? I don't, I don't think there's, there's nobody big is going to really enter the portal, but guys do guys still enter the portal at that period of time. They need yeah, to man. be in the running for anyone who enters. Well, it won't be, it won't be good enough unless they tamper that I'm not saying that that solves all their problems. All I'm just trying to say is that your offensive line doesn't have a lot of depth right now. And it also just lost one of its best young pieces. And, and another, it, you're, you lost your starting center and you also are losing your right tackle to the NFL. You got to at least stop the bleeding a little bit. You know, at least Dion, Coach Prime, goes and just brings in as many bodies as possible. And that, that does not work at Alabama. But I at least got to see some intent here. You know, like I got to see some intent that we're not going to get it, bullied. It, it, you know what it feels like? What? Lazy. It feels lazy. Yeah, they feel like they're moving really slow. Really, they feel like they're moving really, really slow, and they're like just getting caught up to everything. Because what's the difference? I mean, Joe, does he not have an offensive staff? He's got his entire offensive staff. Yeah, he's got he's got the key parts of his defensive staff. What what, what are we talking about here? Oh, he had to hire a staff. The st what? He, his staff is there. Like. By the way, people saying I need to calm down I always seem angry. My pulse is 78. Just is that low? I guess. I mean, it's not in the 90s or hundreds. My 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 whole point in here, Joe, is is to your point, they're getting so much worse. Now, Austin Matt can be a good so here's the point where I want to end it with this. I'm not saying that those guys aren't good players. I think that ultimately they can play here. I think Austin Matt can play in the SEC. We've seen a lot of bad quarterbacks in the SEC. <laughs> Will Rogers is still out there. I mean, if you want to make a move, okay. But but my my whole thing, I will laugh my ass off if Will Rogers is who they I, I, I wouldn't. You know why? Can, can I tell you why? When, when, when have you been scared of Will Rogers? Oh, when he was with Mike Leach. I I still wasn't scared of him. I mean, I, Joe, they, Joe, I mean, can I be real with you? They, they were a 9-10 win team in the last year under Leach. Like, people, people, see, people forget that. Go look it up. They won nine games. I need to see this. By the way, rest in peace, Mike Leach. Rest in peace to the, to the, to the, go to the air raid. They were eight and four. They were eight and four. No, they won a ball game. That's wrong. Okay, so maybe they were nine and four. Yeah, they were nine and four. They won their bowl game because Leach passed. All all I'm uh, all I'm saying is, okay, 
yeah, I would be in an offense like this. I think it's exactly why Will Rogers went there. But you can't just get you're replacing him with you're replacing him with Julian saying though. I mean, I know the kids never took taken the snap, but it's it's different with quarterbacks. Most quarterback, you know what you know what I've noticed. Wait, wait, wait. You know, if you go get Will Rogers, you know what that's parallel to? What? Graham Mertz. That's that's parallel to Graham Mertz. No, which, because which it's fine. It's fine. It gets no, the job done, but it's not like Graham Mertz. Will Rogers is not like strides better than Will Rogers had a shit year this past year. He didn't do much. Yeah, but look at his coach. His coach changed complete offensive game plans well, the, and philosophies. The, the, the same progression so happened like, with Graham Mertz, where he was really good. First and ten in the beginning of the year against Arizona. Graham Mertz was really good in his first year at Wisconsin and then got progressively worse. And the same thing happened with Will Rogers. He got progressively worse because he wasn't in the right offense. Sure, he could step in and do some good stuff, but that does not get you to where Alabama belongs being. That's why I'm saying it's a parallel move. It's, you know, it it puts a, a high floor at the quarterback position, which makes you look less shit when you lose three games this year and people aren't as mad because you're not getting blown out. But it's it's lame for the Alabama standards, is what I'm getting at. Okay. All right. All right. Want to get to our, uh, some of our Big Ten projections? Yeah, let's do it. Well, well, you know what? One final thought here. One one okay. one small final thought. Okay. It is so great to see this happening in front of our eyes. Do you know? Do you know how long they have reigned over? the conference that my team's in and only to see this shit play out in real time is, can I tell you what it is at what I scream? Every time I see Alabama football, make a move. I scream. It's orgy time, bitch. That has nothing to do with what we're talking about. That has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Blake. (laughs) It just, they, I feel it. I feel the shift now. Well, do you it not has feel the, the shift? Do you not yeah, feel the is. shift? We just talked about Florida. It has the potential to end up, you know, turning into Florida. It really does. It's that's the crazy part about all this. Yikes. Yikes. The, dude, if Alabama starts losing every week, I swear to God almighty. I still e- can't believe this season that all these Alabama fans hated me. And loved you, and then you're the one who's coming out of here being the most negative uh, possible person that you could be. It's just such a the, the you know way the the the, the freaking tables turn here, man. Like wh- as Michael Scott would say, look how the tables uh, the turntables the turntables. Yeah, I, I almost I almost said that. Uh, but, let's talk about but, the Big Ten though. We 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 spent so much time talking about Alabama. Right. I'm almost I'm almost prepared to put a. Uh, you know, like a what's the word I'm looking for? Like a gag order on on Alabama for for two weeks that we're not allowed God, to talk about them. God no, God no, because they're gonna something else is gonna happen. Yeah, I'm good friends over at Home Field Apparel. Big tw- Big Ten projections early, way too early projections. We talk about that next. Rafino and Joe Show is brought to you by Home Field Apparel, which is the best without a doubt. 
premium collegiate apparel brand that is out there. They have over 150 different colleges that you can choose from, whether you're an Illinois fan or a Rutgers fan, maybe you're an LSU fan like Blake, or maybe you're an Alabama fan, whatever it is, even Idaho. They have so many different designs for so many different football programs that I can guarantee you're going to find some great stuff to help root for your favorite team. I've already gotten my Notre Dame stuff. Blake has his LSU stuff. Make sure you head on over to homefieldapparel.com to check out your team's collection of clothing apparel that they have on the website. And when you do so, when you check out, make sure you use promo code Rafino Joe to get 15% off your order. That is R-U-F-F-I-N-O Rafino Joe. Head on over to homefieldapparel.com and get your college gear today. The final recruiting rankings, Joe, the industry standards have just been released, by the way, uh, and recruiting. I, I want to throw something out here to you that I, I, I just have noticed. Did you know that Brian Kelly, okay, in three years running, has not only doubled the amount of five stars that he's gotten at LSU in, in his entire time at Notre Dame, he has now quadrupled it. Play some, so defense. Had, play, play some defense and we'll have a conversation. Oh, okay. Well, all I'm saying is, na-na-na-boo-boo, oh, the man can't recruit head-ass. I'm, I'm, just, I, I'm just saying that was the excuse I was given. I've never, I've never said that on this show. I'm not one of those people. Okay. Joe, the Big Ten projection are way, way, way too early Big Ten projection. Now, I'm going to redeem myself from last night because Ohio State fans are pissed at me because I said I need you to see – I need to see you to win the big game before I just start crowning you like I do a uh, uh, Nick Saban-led Alabama or the two-time defending national champion before, obviously, Michigan won and the Georgia Bulldogs. Joe, I cannot stop but thinking to myself all day when we were going to talk about this. Like, the expectation has to be that Ohio State wins the Big Ten. You know why? Because all of the pieces that they have just brought in, it's like when LeBron went to the Heat. And every year LeBron and the Heat, or him when he went back to Cleveland, or him when he goes to the Lakers, Oh, well, they're always in the top. Like, oh, well, I think that they're going to finally get to the finals this year. Or they're going to win it all again. They're going to go on repeat. Here comes Braun with his number two, his, his third, fourth ring, whatever. When you acquire that much talent, the expectation has to be winning the Big Ten. Joe, I, I just, for me, you know how I feel about with talent. There is not a team more talented than them in the Big Ten. It just clearly is not. Can Ryan Day finally get over that hump? is a completely different question of what they are as a team. Joe, I, I, I cannot, like, sure, we'll talk about Michigan. We'll talk about Penn State. We'll talk about mm. Oregon. We'll talk about USC. And let's do that. I just think that when you put pen to paper and like, hey, these are the dudes Ohio State has. These are the dudes that X team has. It, I, one team's got a little bit more than the other. I think the biggest way now – in college football to, to really build your predictions is look who they have coming back. It's easy for us to get excited over the portal class that they put together, which we did yesterday. 
If anyone missed that, go check out that video. There's a fun shouting match in the middle of it. The guys that they added are going to be really pivotal. Quinchon Judkins, Caleb Downs, Will Howard will help at the quarterback position. But at the end of the day, the fact they're returning all those key pieces is going to set them up for this run. The biggest part about this is that Michigan had a lot of guys that fell flat on their face and fell short year after year after year. And those guys were so motivated that they got to that point where they were so ready and prepared for that moment that they seized it. They beat Ohio State again. They won the Big Ten Championship. They beat Alabama when everyone picked against them. And they beat Washington. They seized those opportunities. And now here we are with Ohio State with a group of guys that are all going to be thinking the same exact thing. We're tired of falling short. We lost to Georgia two years ago. We lost to Michigan this past year that knocked us completely out of it. Even if they lose a game, they're going to be in prime position to win the Big Ten in 2024. I also wouldn't be shocked if that we don't see a one-loss Big Ten champion. I, I, think that's, I think that's really, really quite possible with all this competition that's now been added to the conference. If I were to pinpoint who I think is that next best team, though, Blake, it's not Penn State. I think Penn State's got a, you know some nice pieces, but I'm never going to invest any time or, or effort or or anything in James Franklin because if we're talking about a coach who chokes, it's James Franklin. The only team that I'm willing to come to the table with and say that they can challenge, legitimately challenge Ohio State is Oregon. Their quarterback room is phenomenal that I know if anything happens to Dylan Gabriel – I can trust Dante Moore to step up and make some plays. Their offensive line brings back both starting tackles, multiple guys on that O-line and D-line, multiple receivers, and multiple guys just in general on their defense. That team, I think that's similar, very, very similar to Ohio State where they feel like they've, they've fallen short too many times and they're ready to prove themselves. Okay. So to the comment here from Tice. Okay. And Blake, this isn't basketball. I'm not comparing it to basketball. I'm comparing expectations, right? Like how you expect for things. I mean, it's the reason why Georgia and Bama have them every year because of the recruits you bring in. It's why Texas A and M had the the th like everybody was like, oh well, you got to have massive high expectations for an A and M when they brought in that big class because when uh -huh. you recruit a massive class like this, sure, with higher talent comes higher ex expectations. I'm with you on Oregon. I just don't know how I feel about Oregon in year one transitioning into a new conference and playing in that conference as a team that I can put there yet, even though I'm leaning and massively leaning even in January of putting them there. Joe, there's a massive difference that they're about to go to. A massive difference. Because the best two teams that they – or best two games or teams that they played – um, last year was the same team in Washington. They just had them in two different weeks. So now this starts building in a in, in a conference like this. Those players, we have not really seen the true depth of Oregon until we start seeing them in the Big 12, or Big 10, excuse me, because it's different playing Stanford every week versus, okay, hey, your off week is Iowa. And, let, and, and I know that you say, okay, well, it's Iowa. Well, Iowa plays really good, damn good defense. Joe, look what they did against the national champion in the Big Ten title game. 
Yeah, that's you're fair. Not play, you're not playing scrubs. Every, like, the scrubs in the Big Ten, okay, yeah, there are there are a few. I, 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 I kind of I, – I'm going to give a same take that I did last night. I want to see Dan Laney get there first. I, I think they're talented enough to get there, and I think that they can do it. Okay. I just think that there's something to be said in reference to a team transitioning to a different conference, man. That when you're that's much tougher than the ones you're coming from. But would you not agree? Out of any of those teams that are new to the Big Ten, Oregon is the most effectively built to compete in the Big Ten. Oh, without question. Okay. Yeah, without question. I'm not saying they're not, but to have them in the Big Ten at number two over Michigan, I mean, Joe. Michigan has just too many question marks. That's the I understand, problem. I understand that. I would agree with you if Harbaugh – I would agree with you if I knew right now for a thousand percent fact Harbaugh had left. When Harbaugh leaves – sounds I, like it. I would be like, okay, argument over. Joe, he hadn't left yet. So I'm going to act as if that he is still the acting head coach. Just how I'm going to roll with it. Be the only thing that I could say, though. Uh, there's not an, another team more talented than the Oregon, not not named Ohio State. There, there isn't. So I, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I just want to see them go through that grind every single week because look, man, it's going to be a grind on them. And Joe, what's it going to be like when I, I don't know their schedule? I don't think that they have to do this. I'm just throwing out a hypothetical. What's going to happen when they have to travel halfway across the United States? Okay, for a night game. And then they turn right around and kickoffs at 9 a.m. on the West Coast, okay, at a home game on a team that might not be that great, but they're scrappy as hell, and they come into Oregon and start clapping them duck cheeks. Well, well, I don't think that they'd have a, an early kickoff like that on the Joe. You mean to tell Joe this happens Coast. all the time in the SEC? There's going to be 11 a.m. kickoffs. There's going to be a re- Joe read off their schedule. What's their schedule? And then oh I under- oh I understand what you I misunderstood what you said. This disregard. They are playing. Their away games are Wisconsin, Michigan. Okay, who do they play? Purdue. They play at Michigan, UCLA. Uh, yeah, they're at, these are all okay, these are their away at, games. Who do they play after Michigan? Maryland at home. Okay. You don't tell you're gonna tell me that that game might not be an 11 a.m. kickoff, a 9 a.m. kickoff on no, the West why Coast. Would they, why, they're not gonna kick off a. They're not gonna make Oregon kick off at 9 a.m. Joe, they've been they did the it all Coast. year. The, the they had multiple to 11 a.m. Central Standard Time games. No, they didn't. They played you. Yeah, they did. I can tell you right now if they did. They didn't. They have never kicked off a game. Okay, so two that early. So 12. Yeah, the earliest that they're going to do is 12. Okay, so 12. Again, it's I'm, we're fighting over semantics here. All I'm saying is, okay, no. no I, I got to see him go through a gauntlet. All right, I don't disagree with that. I'm giving a scenario, and you're breaking down the scenario as it's fact. Jeez, I guess that's a good way to end <laughs> Basically, <laughs> our conclusion is Ohio State and Oregon. And then it, yep. we feel like it's everybody else. All right. Yeah. See y'all Wednesday. Unless something crazy happens, we'll get a video out there to you. But until then, y'all have a good night. Peace out, Girl Scouts.